Well, the legislature's back in town, and, uh, and a lot going on. Uh, a lot of discussion over the weekend, uh, a lot of action in Senate and House committees. Uh, you can expect to see a lot more as well throughout the next couple of days here. As they are in lame duck session, what exactly is lame duck? Well, it means that uh, there are some lawmakers who aren't going to be there in the next term that begins Wednesday. Uh, and uh, I don't know where they started calling them lame ducks, but that's what it is, I guess, because it falls like a lame duck. Uh, so yeah, we'll keep an eye on it throughout the throughout the week, and we'll bring you some of the uh, the players there uh, that are making things happen at the, uh, the the general assembly and in the house in particular. Uh, they're at the the convention center where they're uh, moving forward with COVID nineteen protocols uh, to keep themselves distant so that they don't have a COVID nineteen spread at all. Uh, but a lot of discussion being had across the spectrum about a variety of things. And joining us right now on the WMAY morning news feed at 712 is State Representative LaShawn Ford from Chicago. So, Representative, thanks for being in Springfield. How are things going at the uh, uh, at the convention center? Unusual, and thank you for having me, uh, Bishop. Un- unusual, I guess. Is a- unusual. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. Uh, it's the first time you guys have been back in session since May. But even in May session, as short as that was, three and a half days or so, uh, it was in the same type of uh, you know environment where uh, you have uh, floor debates and committees, and it's all happening on a convention center floor. Uh, a lot of focus has been on uh, criminal justice and police uh, reforms. Uh, talk about what's most important in that and what you think will likely pass after all of the debate that's been had so far well you know the police accountability is the most important um i think in that bill making sure that we have police accountability that uh, is critical for the police to have the protections that they need and for citizens to have the protections that um that we need so that's one of the most important aspects of the criminal justice reform bill there's also uh, elements in there about uh, ending cash bail, uh, somehow kind of lowering the criminal threshold for possession of uh, all drugs uh, and uh, you know, a variety of other things. Uh, why put all this together into an omnibus bill? Well, this, this is because the time had, had come. You know, uh, the nation, the world, all over the world, they called for this type of reform. It really wasn't just... Um, Illinois, the world called for police reform. The world called for criminal justice reform. The world called for fairness to um, to um, be um, um, worked on in in the capital, all over the nation. You know, and one of the major um, pieces in the uh, criminal justice um, bill is the qualified immunity. That's a major, major um, sticking point for. Um, the people that support this criminal justice reform packet. What do you say to law enforcement who uh, have told us that uh, this would uh, make their job uh, very difficult, if not impossible? I even had one uh, law enforcement leader say that uh, they would turn in their badge tomorrow if it passed. You know, I would say that officers um, and everyone, no matter what profession you're in, if change is put before you, then you are afraid of it. Um, but I, I think that we, as legislators, could work with law enforcement to make sure that they're protected, just like we're trying to protect uh, the people that they serve. Um, so I don't think that um, they should fear as much as, they, um, as they're uh, stating, 
but I think they have a right to uh, be be concerned about the change that's going to happen to their profession. We're talking with State Representative LaShawn Ford from Chicago in Springfield for lame duck session, and a lot going to be had about the uh, uh, ongoing discussions of that omnibus, omnibus bill. Uh, of course, it's got to pass uh, both chambers and get to the governor. Uh, you anticipate that happening before Wednesday? Yeah, uh, absolutely. We have two ways to make it happen. We're going to get um, bills going in the House and in the Senate to try to get them um, concurred on in the House and the Senate that way we don't have to worry about the long process of of um, passing it through all the committees. Now, when we talk about the police reform also, you know, we know that there's nothing we could do to really, really uh, force behaviors or enforce people to do what they're supposed to do. But we know that laws and consequences really does help with behavior. So I think that when we put things on the books to um, have accountability for police, it changes their thinking, and it will help with um, the um, safety of police and, and the people that they serve and protect. State Representative LaShawn Ford, other issues that uh, uh, may come up, uh, the, the tax issue uh, and uh, this idea of decoupling uh, state tax code from federal tax code. When dealing with losses that businesses have suffered because of the pandemic, the governor saying that's $500 million in a tax hit that the state could take if the change doesn't happen. You got a bunch of business groups, uh, including the Chamber of Commerce, saying that uh, this would be a $500 million tax increase. How do we balance moving forward, uh, making sure that uh, the state's attractive to business uh, while ensuring that uh, you know we have the resources necessary to you know, fund the most vital services? Well, Bishop, one one way is to make sure that we have um, safety in our in our communities, and that means we have to have great uh, law enforcement so that people feel safe to do business. And that's one of the reasons why we have this criminal justice and police reform. Well, but, but on that, Secondly, on, I mean, we have to have, but, yeah. representative on that, uh, you know, over the summer we had uh, violent uh, riots, uh, smashing windows in in downtown Chicago, uh, and I hear people walking around downtown Chicago seeing just nothing but boarded up buildings. Uh, How is the yeah. criminal justice reform efforts going to curb that type of behavior? Oh yeah, so the the violence in in the um, in the city of Chicago and all over the nation was a result of poor public policy. But so that's one reason the violence came as a result of bad policing. And that's why people um, were downtown in Chicago and all over the urban cities being destructive because of poor public policy. Should that that's type of behavior be way. should that behavior be con- con- condemned? It should be condemned. We condemn it just like we condemn what happened in Washington, D.C. at the state capitol where many lives were at risk. And so we know that uh, the difference between what happened in urban cities and what happened in uh, Washington, D.C., you have people that were fighting for their life and death in these urban cities where police would shoot them in the back. And People were outraged. And then you have people in Washington, D.C. that were outraged because their candidate lost an election. 
But, and I, I don't no. want to necessarily get into a debate about what happened in, in Washington, but uh, just to focus uh, back on what's going mm-hmm. on at the legislature with you guys in lame duck session, we'll see a lot more discussion and debate about the criminal justice aspects. Uh, but back to the issue of taxes and business uh, uh, friendliness, Illinois regularly ranks at the bottom of the list for that. How can we get uh, increase our, uh, uh, our, our attractiveness for businesses that, that uh, are looking to invest or to uh, possibly move operations? You absolutely can't continue to tax businesses and think that businesses are going to have the ability to stay, um, have the desire to come here, especially during the pandemic. So I think that what the governor has to do and the legislature, we have to figure out a way that we can make sure that we get more federal dollars to support our businesses in the state of Illinois. There's no doubt Illinois is a donor state. That means that we send more dollars to Washington and receive less than a dollar back for every dollar that we send. That hurts the state of Illinois and it hurts businesses. So our um, governor must work with our Illinois delegation to lobby Washington to bring more revenue back to the state of Illinois to support our businesses. We're talking with State Representative LaShawn Ford here on the WMAY Morning News Feed at 720. Uh, a lot of other things going on as well, Representative, uh, including the discussion about who will be the next Speaker of the Illinois House. That decision will be final. Well, well once ever, once whoever gets the most votes gets the most votes and gets that 60-vote uh, threshold. Uh, but the votes are going to start on record uh, come Wednesday, whenever the new legislature's uh, seated. But we're hearing a lot about closed-door votes uh, amongst the Democrat caucus caucuses, be it the Black Caucus, the Latino Caucus, the uh, the, the Women's Caucus. Uh, what are you hearing out there? Who's Who are the options and uh, who do you support to be Speaker? The, the, the longtime Speaker of the House who has been implicated in a uh, bribery scheme with ComEd, not charged, uh, and, and maintains he's done nothing wrong, but he's been implicated in it. Uh, or do you uh, support the likes of Stephanie Kifwit or Ann Williams who put their uh, hats in the ring? Yeah, so um, the voting started in caucus um, yesterday, and um, the vote totals were um, not favorable for um, either of the three candidates. Um, the, Michael Madigan had the most at 51. I think um, Ann Williams had about 18 or 19, and Stephanie Kippelwood had three. Um, I was one of the 51 voting for Michael Madigan, and, um, you know, I think that we'll be in the best shape right now with supporting someone that has proven leadership in Springfield. You know, has I he though represent, representative? Let me let me push back on you if I can. Yep. You guys haven't been in session for months. How is how there hasn't been any check on the governor's power for months? How is that leadership in the legislature? Oh, Bishop, you're absolutely right. I am not happy with the fact that we have allowed the governor to. And I would say that the Speaker of the House has allowed the governor to um, uh, govern this state by executive orders. I don't like it. I've always been ready to come back and deal with the pandemic and the impact that the pandemic is having on poor, impoverished communities and businesses. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, But you know what? When you have situations, uh, there are more to every situation than one one, one thing. So, you know, of course, I think that it's a miscalculation on the speaker's part to not have been back in Springfield working and having some way to do business um, officially during
during the pandemic. Representative, uh, I greatly appreciate you taking the time, as always, uh, and uh, we'll definitely be talking again in the near future. Uh, but what do you foresee happening today uh, as you guys head back to the Capitol a little bit later on this morning? I, I, I would see one, and we're going to continue to push to see if we can get one of the three or some emerging uh, candidate to get 60 votes um, to be uh, the next speaker of the 102nd um, General Assembly. We will be negotiating um, the pillars of the Black Caucus and um, passing some bills to, um, that advocates have asked us to pass in, in Springfield. State Representative LaShawn Ford from Chicago here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, greatly appreciate your time. We'll talk again soon, all right? Thank you, Bishop.